This is... Wow! What, what a week. What a week. Politrix. It's been another week of plans and pronouncements, evaluations and evasions, defenses and deflections, rules and ruminations. Here to provide a clear view, again, like a streetlight switching on after load shedding, please welcome back our Minister of Interpretation, Botsang Mudimuwami Mwilwa. Botsang! Good morning, Tato, uh, and morning to the followers and subscribers and the viewers. Yes, sir. All, all is well. The lights are on at least. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, share far and wide. Uh, shout out to every single person tuning in for hashtag politics with Botsang. Let's go to the courts. Let's start in the courts. As it looks like we'll start the show with courts almost every week. Exactly. Yeah. But interesting stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the most simple one is the Makate versus Vodacom, the, the David versus Goliath case. Mm -hmm. uh, the, after the, the Constitutional Court uh, or, or the, sub, the, the Supreme Court of Appeal last week uh, rejected an application by Vodacom to, for leave to appeal was rejected and this week they issued orders and confirmed them that you know he must be paid that five percent between five and seven point five percent they gave figures and the to interest it, and the interest and the interest mm. which is amounting to a minimum of 29 billion rents and uh but i've heard along the pipelines and it's not yet confirmed that vodacom is intending to take this matter to to the constitutional court not as an appeal to the High Court decision mm. and confirmed by the Supreme Court of Appeal, okay. but as a constitutional matter. And I don't know what constitutionality mm. are they going to put into that. Maybe, okay. you know, the white capital is going to say, this young, you know, black man from the former East Rand, does not deserve billions. But really, it's a wait and see situation. I think they are wasting time. Mm. They are wasting their own resources. He's gaining interest. They are not going to win. I don't see any constitutionality. Mm. But something very interesting fresh happened this week as well, which I find it very racist and unfortunate. Years back around 2019, when this matter was in courts, Vodacom wanted to claim that it was actually some Khan guy from MTN who invented this mm. matter. Mm. I, I remember the article was in the media around February 2019. Didn't Alan not Craig also allegedly claim that it was his idea? Yeah, um, a lot of them came, yeah. but that, those the courts passed through that. The sure. courts have entertained that before. There's nothing left to discuss. There's nothing left to discuss. They must just pay. And 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 I don't think the constitutional court will even listen to them. Mm. So it's a matter of paying. And now everybody's claiming those rights. But uh, again, thumbs up to uh, uh, Makate. And let them pay the guy. The, the longer they stay, the longer they waste. And it's the more they're going to be owing him money. And, you know, there's almost an arrogance. Uh, there's almost a corporate Goliath arrogance that comes with cases like this. That I'm going to tie you up in the courts. Uh, in the courts, I'm going to tie you up legally and exhaust you legally. And Makate has hung in there. Well, unfortunately, Makate has a team, and and I've seen people also making statements that he's handlers. I don't know why are people Makate's legal team handlers. Mm. They're not handlers. It does happen that when you are involved in legal battles, there'll be law firms that says. We will do this thing with a concession. You will pay us after you win your case. There's an agreement. There's an arrangement governed by an act of, of, of parliament, you know, uh, uh, for such concessions and arrangements. So it's not handless. It's the legal team that has done a great job. Of course, he owes them money. Of course, they'll get a big chunk of what he's going to get at mm. the end of the day. But a principle has been set in South Africa. People must be rewarded for their innovations. And, and I think with this case... Uh, uh, that's where the status is. I, mm. I, I pray that Vodacom must not go to the Concord. They must just pay this guy, negotiate with him. But you know what's funny? 
29 billion. If mm. he takes the minimum, he can loan the ANC and the government money to pay our debts. He will still be left with something. And build a power station or two. Oh, yeah, we need lights. But anyway, that's the situation regarding the Makate case. Mm, mm, and the mm. second case, uh, what else happened in the courts this week? The Department of Home Affairs and uh, foreigners. Yes, uh, a very interesting case. Something yeah. very interesting. I saw everybody is excited about Home Affairs has finally won a case. They didn't win. I've got a completely different view. Mm. The Department of Home Affairs did not win this case against this, uh, uh, I think it's Somali and Ethiopian applicants. Mm. The court dismissed that application. Okay. So it's, there's no win here. But people must look at this case and read the content of the court decision. They didn't just dismiss the application. They've put conditions on that court order. The first condition is that those people who are already in South Africa must now go to home affairs and apply for extension of their visas, whatever type of visas, so whether mm -hmm. it's asylum seeking, whether it's work permit, whether it's, it's business permit, or it's a normal visitor's visa. They gave them 30 to 60 days, which is well within the Immigration Act. Sure. Now, there's the first part. The second part is the court order went further and say if they do not agree within the prescribed 60 days, mm. the Department of Home Affairs must use the appeal process of the Immigration Act and grant them extension. It can go to well as one year. And I can tell you uh, uh, without doubt that the process for applying for asylum or for work permit or for business permit in South Africa, fresh, I've, I've done and I've worked with that for over 10 years of my life. It can take up to two to three years to mm. get a work permit or residence permit or a same permit. It can take two to three years. So how do we say this is a win when Home Affairs has been given more instruction than these people that they must apply? If they if they do not win or they are not granted permits and visas, they should go for an appeal. If they don't go for an appeal, the Home Affairs must find a solution. Eventually, they can drag this matter for mm. years. Both parties. But the challenge is those people are already in South Africa. The difference is if those people were in their countries, as it normally should happen, mm -hmm. you apply for asylum or for a work permit or for a business permit at the embassy of the country you are intending to go and sure, live in. Sure. But in this instance, we are dealing with foreign nationals who are already in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So for me, I do not see any win you know, for the Department of Home Affairs. It's a good decision that their application, they were trying to force the Minister of Home Affairs mm. to, to accept them, you know, as, as the condition stays. It's a good thing, but it's not a win. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a delayed and a postponed matter where we will have to babysit, take care of these people. They will enjoy the health facilities. They will enjoy the school or educational facilities. They will enjoy benefits in their mm. country while the case is running. And we know how our courts are swamped. Mm. We know how people with money, these people have money, for one way or the other, can delay processes, change lawyers when it's time to go to court, appeal and appeal and appeal. By the time we wake up, we'll be in a new administration, mm. the seventh administration, and, and, and they will still be stuck with us in their country. And that's the unfortunate part. Again, our Bill of Rights and our Constitution allows okay. us to keep them in the country. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. Let's stay in the courts. So what we found at the Zondo Commission uh, on State Capture was that uh, President Ramaphosa at the time wasn't president, obviously, and he, I think, was chairperson of the ANC's deployment committee, uh, committee CADA mm -hmm. deployment committee, the DA have been saying we want minutes to all of these meetings we've been having. Uh, obviously, the ANC have been uh, playing the courts. And finally, uh, the Constitutional Court yes. has decided that, you know, has ruled that no, you need to present 
I said minutes. Are there minutes though? <laughs> you know, I I wrote uh, uh, on my WhatsApp status and in some political group two days ago to say, what if the ANC bans those minutes or shred them? What, mm. what can what can they do? And I was like, what if they stand up and say, we never took minutes? But I, I, I was going to say, are there minutes? I mean, if we're going to decide, for instance, if we're going to decide that we're going to deploy you yeah. because you are the perfect guy strategically to have in a position. Yes. Are we going to minute that? There, there's processes. Uh, uh, there's processes. Look, once there's a committee, okay, let's talk in a situation where things are normal. Sure. And we know that with the ANC, anything is not normal. You know mm. But where there's a normal, if there's a committee in an organization, any form of organization, and they sit to make a decision, mm. you will have to record that decision. Sure, sure. Uh, I personally know, and I've known that from, like a lot of people used to say, the ANC had deployed me into various government positions, but that was not true because I've never belonged to the ANC. I don't mm. think my name ever even featured in the ANC list. I, I'm a professional public administrator. Mm. But I know there are people that I worked with. One of the guys was a school principal, and he became a diplomat. And when I spoke to him, he said to me, no, 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 my branch, when the ANC was looking for diplomats abroad mm. to increase the number of diplomats, my branch in Limpopo put my name through. Mm. So when they, there's a list, there's normally a list that is placed in front of this a deployment committee of the mm. so it's a formal structure of the African National Congress. At least to say whether they are minuted, I do not know. Mm. But at least I know that there's a list that is being provided by various branches. Yes. And that list they will sit down and say for this position we are electing this person to be an ambassador, we are choosing this person to be a diplomat, we are choosing this one to be a DG or a CEO of a state-owned entity. All of that I get and I understand, and it makes sense. Yeah. And I think in any uh, in any uh, government, uh, if the DA win, they're going to have their own people to yes. Yes. It, 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 it makes sense. Practice, yeah. But are we going to minute anything that puts us in a bad light? Look, Fresh, what, what is... I want to leave a paper trail that is evidence of us doing something wrong, well, as it I, were. I do not think that deployment is wrong. It's not at all. It's not at all. It's, 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 everybody, it's normal. Everybody does that. I, I if, if I won a, an election, I want to have my people around me. I, exactly, and that's common practice. Yes. But the, the problem here is mm. the DA wants to go and expose the ANC to say, even when there were recommendations amongst themselves ah. of qualified cadres, they ignored qualified they professional cadres. They still put Botan there who was corruptible, who was weak, who was not qualified for the post. So ah. they want to expose and demonstrate. The reason the DA is doing this, they're playing a political game and they're doing it rightly at the time of elections. Mm. They want to say to the people of South Africa, the reasons state-owned entities and government departments have failed. It is because your organization that you have been voting for have been ignoring their members who mm. are qualified to can run these things properly, and they've deployed the wrong ones who had failed the state. So okay. it's, it's a political game. You know, it has, it has, it has nothing to do with Keda deployment, or the DA is not against Keda deployments. The ANC did one mistake when this case started. I don't know why do they do everything late. When this case started, they should have played nice. Mm. They should have started creating the main and the records that time that suits them. But now they went up to the court, you understand, and, and they played the game until late. Now they are forced by the highest court of the land to can issue these things. Mm. But uh, I, look, I, I think it's a political damage to, to just damage the ANC further. And I suspect very strongly that some of the people who are demanding this is people who were in the high ranking echelons of the ANC, mm. who were funding the ANC, 
And, and I've said long ago, people who are destroying and fighting the ANC is from inside. Mm. It's people who find that it is people who have been in their leadership. They want to expose the rot in an organization which will make people very upset. Mm. There's a lot of youth and people who are not even youth who are unemployed and qualified to could have filled some positions, but they were never given a fair chance. Sure. And I think it's a disadvantage to the ruling party. Mm. But look, we'll see what they do. And, and by the way, as our viewers will be watching us now, uh, the ANC had until yesterday, Friday, mm. to can to could have uh, given DA, and the court didn't play. Eh? They mm. gave them five day, five working days, sure. and the ruling was on Monday. So yesterday, Friday, they mm. should have given DA that information. Absolutely. Let's move to Parliament, the State of the Nation address, Tinsualo, uh, and so on and so forth. And he loves. Let's talk about the state of the nation and the Q&A that happened. Yeah, uh, look, Fresh, wasted wasted opportunity. We addressed the sauna last week, mm. the waste of money, the, the, the children looking at Principal Ramaphosa reading his speech, but they came back with questions and answers this, mm. this past week. And uh, I think the opposition parties missed an opportunity. Uh, uh, let me first start with the ruling party. The, the president's speech, as we said last week, it didn't shake anybody. It was an empty, it didn't address the issues. The state of the nation address is supposed to map a way forward. Mm. It's supposed to be a preset for what is coming next week, the week we will be entering into the, the budget, the budget speech, speech. Yeah. So the state of the nation address is supposed to tell the country what happened in the past, what went wrong, and what are the corrective measures in place, and what the president has in plan for the next five years or for the next one year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the, the, the budget speech comes to fund the, those, that planning of the president or of the country. Now there's a disjuncture because there was no planning and a way forward in the president. There were just rhetoric speeches of what the ANC have done in the last 30 years. There's no proper, you know, structural planning. That's where the ANC lost it. They should have used this opportunity. Even mm. during the Q&A, the ANC was rhetoric about Tintualo this, Tintualo that. Uh, that took me so long to can understand who, who Tintualo is. But but it didn't work. Uh, I think Dr. Ramaphosa is very metamorphic, too much, because... It was the new dawn, then it was Chumamina, then it's Tintualo. Mm. You know, these rhetoric songs and poetry and statements without tangible stuff, uh, and the, 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 the ANC MPs from their chief whip, they did not do anything to try and correct. They didn't use that opportunity to try and beef and give meat and substance to what the president said you know, last week. Mm. They equally failed. But looking at the opposition parties, uh, let me start with the DA. They, they, they were very disappointing. The DA was disappointing. I was very much disappointed by the, the Pan-Africanist Congress. They were lukewarm. Uh, I was disappointed by Bantu Holomisa. He focused on the pension fund that is guarding, uh, he's supposed to be the member of the committee, the pension fund of the former TBVC state. Mm. Much more disappointing was the Inkata Freedom Party that I've been addressing as the stable political party in South Africa now. They became regionalized. They talked about how the late Ntate Prince Mango Sutubutelezi played a big role in, in you know, developing South Africa, how the IFP governed uh, uh, KwaZulu-Natal better. So people failed to talk on tangible matters. Mm -hmm. But the biggest failure was the uh, EFF for boycotting the question and answers. The EFF, I know that six of their leaders have been banned to be in parliament for this uh, month of February. Mm -hmm. and, and, but 
they should have allowed some of their MPs to go to the question and answers one. Sure. And ridicule and expose. You know, I saw Gwena Mantashe giving false, and I'm saying it in confidence, false figures regarding the mining sector. If Floyd Shivambu would have prepared questions mm. or towards uh, 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 Gwede Mantashe, during the question and answers, we know how Floyd would have exposed Gwede. The, the EFF should have taken advantage of that opportunity to say the president came, he was lukewarm, he misled, he praised with things that are not there. They, they had an opportunity to be there to ridicule to put holes and to come with corrective measures or correct information. One of the best truths in politics is when your opponent lies, you come with the truth. Oh, yes. And that, that's, a win. that's what you should do when the opposition comes it, in. And a lie is low-hanging fruit yes. if you have the truth. Exactly, exactly. So, so political parties and the opposition in the sauna, they fail to take advantage. I want to hear next week how the Minister of Finance is going to be uh, dealing with funding the sauna. Because it's a state of national address, sure, you know, it's sure. a prep. Uh, 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 I, I don't understand how is he going to go through that, but we'll wait for 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 uh, uh, the budget speech next week and see mm. wh where is he going to put figures. We know what are the key elements. We sure. know that education is in crisis, health is in crisis, security of the country is in crisis. We've got a bill now to amend what people call the spy bill, the state security you know bill, national security bill, but infrastructure of collapsing entities and infrastructure in the country. Uh, we need more money into that, but we have debt as well. Mm. So I wouldn't want to be in a position of the Minister of Finance. Absolutely not. Let's talk about the current state of politics in the country. You know, there's polls coming out. I think, is it Ipsos's Ipsos, poll that is... Like all other years, yes. Yeah, that's recently come out in terms of how the results of the elections are going to go. The EFF had a manifesto launch the other day. Uh, parties are firing people for transgressions. Yeah, people are jumping ship to other parties. As long as... I think it's the busiest election preseason we've had yeah. since 94. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. This, this is going to be the busiest and the biggest as yes, well. Yes. Biggest in numbers of voters, biggest in political parties. Now we've got individuals in. We've got more you know, uh, uh, people participating in these elections. But look, they can fire them as long as Kuvesh, uh, Mohan and Keletso Mujisa can don't fire us on this platform, then we are safe. We want to see beyond the elections Absolutely. us overseeing this. Absolutely. But fresh, the, the state, in my view, there's a whole confusion. I looked at those Ipsos and other organizational figures. Mm. Uh, the, the pundits are saying at the moment the DA may lose uh, being the, the opposition. I think it may lose. And I'll tell you why. Lot of breakaway, and let's leave the NC and pack it for a moment. Lot mm. of breakaways of the DA are, are the cause of the, the DA losing uh, that 20 something percent. Mm. If you look at action as A comes from the DA, mm. you look at the, the party of the former, I just forgot the name, the former DA leader in Gauteng. He's got a party with the Sichonga name. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Is the Shiluba or something? Yes, yes. Mm. Then you look at, at Bosa of Musi Maimani. Then you look at, at the former DA, Alice Devka. I'm now with Sarah, led by Makumele. Then, then, despite Action Aid, Bossa, Sarah, there is Rise Mzanze as well. Understand? So, if you look at this uh, 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 neoliberal and central, you know, uh, uh, political parties, they are going to take a chunk mm. from from the DA, and that's mm. where the loss is going to come from. Ah. The the vote of black people that the DA was very comfortable with, and that gave them numbers 
even in areas that are black dominated, people used to say, but why do black people in this area vote for the DA? Mm. And let me tell you what the DA did. The DA abused black people who were in the party and they left with their followers and even more. That's where the loss is going to come from. Mm. But again, as I've said before, South Africans still vote along the racial lines and we still see the Democratic Alliance as a white central capitalist party that's protecting the interest of white people. We shouldn't shy to say what comes first for the DA, it's white interest, and to protect what is protected in the, in, the, in the Constitution as well. That's the first part. The second part with the Democratic Alliance is that they've lost this black vote, and, and I've said before, they've reached the ceiling. They mm. were not going to go beyond where they were. They, it, it, it's impossible. Mm. Then we go to the EFF. I've said the EFF has done its job as richest, they've done very well. I don't expect the EFF to go anywhere uh, uh, above 1% of what they got in the, in the previous elections. And the reason being is that they've reached the ceiling. Fresh. What, 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 that mm. 1% I'm allocating to the EFF extra, it's because of the number of youth who have now registered. Mm. According to the IEC, there's mm. more youth mm. who are going to, to participate in politics. And that may benefit the EFF. But I don't think they will lose on the margin. Mm. I think they will be stable or gain 1% more. And, and the IFP has, has solidified itself. They've got young, fresh leaders. Mm. And the transition from Prince Mangos to Vitelezi to, to the current leader of the IFP and those who have been in parliament, the transition has been very smooth unlike other parties, and, and it will work to their advantage. Uh, the Africanist or the left side is still uh, fractured and divided, mm. and that's, that's to the advantage of who? The controversies. And I don't know why this polls. When I look at them, they talk ANC, EFFDA, and they are putting a blind eye on um controversies, which I think is the biggest threat to the percentage in the ANC. The, the arrival of um controversies, a political party, is going to have a serious impact Mm. On, on, on the numbers of the ANC. ANC was still going to be impacted. People were tired of it. Sure. They are trying and they are shooting themselves in the foot every week or they are scoring own goals. But the arrival of um controversies party has worsened their situation. Uh, the, the biggest loser towards um controversies is going to be, one, the ANC, two, mm. the Africanists or the leftists political parties in the country who have been idling and, and their members have been saying anything but the ANC. Sure. So there's this alternative is going to. So that is basically the state of, of affairs of political parties. And there's, you know, there's young mushrooming ones that should not be undermined. Trust me, the patriotic alliance, in my view, they will make it to parliament. You need 50,000 odd plus number to have one seat. I think the patriotic alliance will have a seat or two in the National Assembly. Uh, the Ma Marius, Marius, the guy, Franceman, uh, Franceman yes, from sir. the Western Cape, mm. is going to have, as we said the other day, a serious impact on the ANC as well as the DA in the Western Cape. So also this mushroom. But I, 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 if you ask me, five major political parties in South Africa mm. after after the elections this year, if electricity will not postpone the election, the darkness. Uh, it will still be the ANC leading up front, sure. neck on neck between the EFF and, and the DA. We'll have the MK up there. Mm. I, I, I can guarantee you. They, they have the numbers. They're waking the ground. People thought it's a provincial party of Zulu people. Mm. They've proved, and they're quiet. Sure. They don't go into the, the media. They're operating quietly. They are, they are on the ground. In fact, I'm increasingly seeing, especially youngsters, 
in MK regalia. That, that surprised in, me. In merchandise, regalia, caps. It actually caught me by surprise. I was at an event in Durban a couple of weeks ago. I saw a ton of kids again wearing the MK regalia. I'm like, these guys are quietly just doing what they need to do. The, the mistake that the ANC did is they forgot how all the years mm. they have used Jacob Zuma to be their ground force. They sure. are, he never played politics into high-ranking mm, position. Mm. He has always been, I'll go to the plant. I will reach the I, people. I'll, I'll reach to the people. Yes. He is using that now at the moment to can go to, to, to can reach out to young people. But yeah, as you say, I'm very surprised that youth and young youth, you know, 20s, uh, late teens, are uh, uh, in, in the MK, MK. They've been caught up in the MK vibe. Sure, sure. Uh, and if you're going to start talking manifestos and policies, there's no difference between MK and ANC. Yes. And I think they, they'll be caught up with that. So I'll put the MK there. I'll put Inkata Freedom Party up there. Action SA of Hemen Mashaba. Mm. It's our new DA. Ah, I yes. think Hemen Mashaba will do way better than mm. Musi Maimani. On, on, on election. Under yeah, and, and, uh, under I think mm. Action SA is the biggest threat. So those are the six political parties that sure. I'm putting up. The EFF uh, obviously launched a manifesto in uh, KZN this past weekend. Yes. And it seems like KZN is a massive battleground right now for these it, parties. It is. It yeah. is a battleground. Look, I don't think they uh, they reached the expectation, but they did very well. Mm. They can give an excuse of the rain, but they did very well. It is a battleground because remember, uh, a KZN, when it comes to election, if it's not the number one, then it becomes the number two. It's a mm. battlefield. It's like routing. Mm. And, 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 and with the rise of MK, the EFF, when it asserts itself very well, mm. where the NC fails, they will benefit out sure. of that. But I see uh, KwaZulu Natal becoming uh, the new routing where there'll be no outright winner mm. and there'll be a coalition provincial government mm. like it's happening local government. But the, their manifesto, it was also what was expected of the EFF. There was not much different from their previous manifestos. Uh, some people call it consistency. Some people say, but they are still in the opposition. They will forever sing the same song. And uh, yeah, and they set a tone. They became the first. And you know, that's why political parties fail. They wait for Julius to act, then they come after. Sure. He set a tone. And, and let me tell you, uh, uh, it's going to be very difficult for the ANC mm. with a comeback regarding this. But also ANC has been caught up in government politics. They must now go and prepare for the state of the provincial uh, addresses. You know, the surplus of the provinces where they are leading. Mm. And it's catching up with them, fixing. It will be too late. But the president has until the next two to three weeks to pronounce on election date. Mm. He has to do it. Uh, very soon. Uh, the longer he delays, it is to the detriment of the ruling party as well. Because sure. once he announces, political parties can start preparing mm. for elections, mm. you know, and, and, and all that. But I think President Mahama must just announce when sure. are we voting this year. Get out of the way. Yeah, I know. Put it out of the way. So after so now, um, Minister of Human Settlements, uh, Mamaluke Kubai, um, is said to have said that the constitution allows for the expropriation of land without compensation, mm -hmm. but they opted to go for the willing buyer, willing seller. Yeah. Uh, so where to now, with that being said? Look, I, I actually watched that interview in one of the television stations, and, and not she didn't even only stop at saying the constitution allows. Mm. She said her department actually is allowed by the constitution 
to can uh, expropriate without compensation mm. if it's for humanitarian purposes. And humanitarian in this instance, it's housing, to provide housing where there's a need. But we know that the William Bala William Seller, which was a preferred option by mm. the negotiated political settlement, did not happen. Sure. Uh, uh, people who own land that the government need, mm. they are either refusing to give it to the government mm. uh, uh, for racist and historical purposes, or they are trying to sell it to government that land with exorbitant amounts. Sure, sure. Uh, and, and, and when Mamoloko uh, Kubayi was saying this, I recall a situation fresh where when I was in transport and, and helping Transnet, there's been a, a plan to do a rail line between Gauteng and Limpopo, especially mm. on the Moloto Road. Sure. And you know that that plan has been there to have a rail line there. Because people are there. Remember that Moloto killer that road, road? is notorious. Yeah, yes. it's notorious. Mm. And the government had done, guess when? Mm. 21 years ago mm. to build a rail line. One of the issues we encountered in government that we couldn't do that rail line is because it was supposed to pass through the plots and the farms that are white-owned. Oh. And they were refusing to allow the government to even put rail lines. They will trust the government 10 to 20 times the price. Now, Mamoloko was saying... If her department wants to build houses where there is land that is unutilized, remember, expropriation of land is also talking about unutilized land. Yes. And, and her department is empowered by the Constitution and the Housing or Human Settlement Act to can actually expropriate that land from fresh who is selfishly hoarding that land and not using it. But then what's surprising is that they opted not to go that route, but mm. to negotiate and buy and talk. But you cannot negotiate until when, when people are displaced, when people have no homes. And, and this is where, when uh, uh, the former uh, Deputy Chief Justice, uh, 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 Justice mm. after he retired, he mentioned that actually, you know, people are not using Section 25 of the Constitution very well. Mm. Today, the government can go and take somebody's land. It sure. is well within and it's enshrined in the constitution of the country. Why is the ANC, why is Human Settlement, why is Mamuluko and her team not doing that in order to provide housing fresh in proper locations? Mm. You see, the government has built some of the houses in locations or spots that are not proper, that were meant for farming, that, that you know, there's water and there's dolomite underneath because the land that is good to can provide residence for the people, mm. owners of that land who are white minority in this country are refusing to cooperate with the government. And you ask yourself, where did, uh, what we call this thing, reconciliation come from? When somebody acquired land historically through colonial or apartheid means, and when the government says, let's talk, give us that land to Kenya for humanitarian purposes, sure. to build houses for people, that person is refusing. Mm. And that's where the government must expropriate. I'm saying to Mamoloko, let the Department of Human Settlement expropriate land for the benefit of the people. By the time those people go to the courts and the constitutional court, then Mamluk will refer to the constitution to say, for 30 years we have been negotiating, for 30 years mm. we have been willing to buy. These people are not willing to sell, these people don't want to come to the table. And therefore we are, we are, we are enforcing the, the, the you know, provisions of the constitution for human purposes. I don't think the constitutional court will, if they demonstrate that, 
also politicians lie and mislead us a lot. Eh? They must be able to demonstrate to their court that there were those engagements because they may be claiming that white people don't want to pay sure. or they don't want to cooperate. But I hope they've got that documented mm. to can demonstrate the engagements they've sure. had with landowners. Okay, so paper trail helps. The paper trail will help the government because we know they will go to court, owners sure. of the land. But even as paper trail, the same as mines. You know, there's no single mine in the in the Republic of Cape Town. I call it the Republic, the Western Cape. Mm. But they go and have the mining in Daban, in, in Cape, Cape Town. Town. Mm. And I looked at all black people who went there with nice suits and dress code to go to a mining in Daba when there's no single person, no single black man mm. in Salaga who owns a mine. Not even Patrice Mutsepe or Zbare Sahara, Sierra Ramapa. They don't own the mines. They are mm. shareholders and people who have been put there by white capital to can manage. Uh, the BEE the sector. Yeah, you understand? So no black person owns a mine in South Africa, but they all fly to Cape Town and sit in a mining in Daba, the same mining in Daba that for the last six years, mm. they failed to implement what was a proposal white paper sure. on, on, on mining. Remember mm. during the Jacob Zuma administration, mm. there was a white paper mm. on the table mm. to say, can the mining sector give at least between 27 and 30% of the mining mineral rights to black people. No, that thing died. It's six, seven years now. And we see black people. And I was like, what are black people doing in the mining in Daba when they are engineers and tools that are being used by imperialists and white capital in mines? They don't own these mines. It's only in countries like Botswana where the president passed a new bill to say they don't want 50% of mining rights now from DBS. Mm. They want 60% and, 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 and other additional stuff. But... Again, it's the land question. We go back to the land. The biggest problem in South Africa is land ownership. Because sure. if we had land as black people, mm. we would have moved very far as a nation sure. to feed our, whether it's agricultural land, mineral land, or, or human settlement land. But if government, that's why MK is capitalizing on that. Mm. The land question, if we don't respond to the land question, we are doomed as a nation. Sure. So in America, is it junior senators who are proposing a bill that would change how America and South Africa relate at a trade level, amongst other things? Mm -hmm. Is that what's happening? It's, yes. Why do you call them junior men? It's a lower senate house. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's just a lower house. Eh? Okay. But they are senators, yes. yes. What is happening is, look, it's the, uh, this is going to be very interesting. Sure. And what people should understand that in America, there's two political parties. Mm. is the, the, the Democrats as well as the Republicans. The Republicans. Yes, now, what is interesting is these people like loggerheads, they are fighting, they are going to elections. Both, both houses, mm. the lower house and the upper house, have sat down now. And both political parties have agreed mm. that they must consider a white paper or a bill that is in front of them to, to revisit the relations with South Africa. But Deco are saying these uh, the lower house is not so influential that this would catch fire and that there's nothing to worry about. No, no. If there's the thinking of Deco, that's very dangerous mm. because it will start at the lower house of, mm. of the Congress in the U.S. Mm. And, and, you know, for our viewers, Congress is almost equal to what the parliament is to us. Mm. Our parliament has two houses. We have the National Council of Provinces. Mm. And then when it meets the Parliament of Africa, it becomes the National Assembly. Sure. Now, if you want to tell me that we should undermine the decisions of the National Council of Provinces, you are playing with fire because those mm. are the people who are on the ground with provinces and municipalities. Mm. The same is the U.S. The lower house of the Senate uh, 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 in, in the U.S. have set on this thing. Derrico must just prepare for this because 
as I've said, the danger with it is both political parties mm. are agreeing. You see, if one of the parties, say the Democrats, were saying to the Republicans, no man, don't do that to South Africa, then it's a different ballgame. But once they agree, it mm. will escalate to the upper house very easily. And I, I think the United States is being silly. Actually, the reasons that are being given there. Uh, saying South Africa is starting to be friends with their arch enemies, mm. with country, countries that are hostile to to, to the USA. They're, they're talking absolute nonsense because mm. the relationship between South Africa and all these other countries have been like that since the, 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 the inception of democracy. In fact, it's not new. There's been a consistency. We have been very consistent mm. as a mm. country. Mm. I think the USA wants to punish South Africa for the ICJ a, okay. a, a ruling for taking their baby, their, their arming uh, Israel to the ICJ. I think the USA is doing that. People are saying we need the USA mm. uh, more than they need us. They need everything from us. So what is it? Despite the market, big South African products have a market in the USA. Yes, I concede to that. But who said we can look at Asia, Indonesia, sure. Malaysia, mm. the Southeast Asia to can trade with, and Russia and China? China is a very is the biggest market of that the billions of people live. The two billion people live mm. in China. The US is being bullied. You know, it's historical. They always bully people who are against them. Understand? But. The world has changed. The world and global politics has transformed that U.S. can bully a country like South Africa to, to can play to their music. It's too late at the moment. We have Brics, we have friends in the Arab mm. you know, states or the Gulf that we can go to. Mm. And whilst they were doing that, guess what happened this week? Mm. Derrico and the Department of Justice, and they have gone back to the ICJ. Oh, yeah, to say that, listen, Israel needs to comply. actually comply. Yes. yes. Uh, well, look, there's but still there's still eight or nine more days left uh, until the date given in the ICJ. In terms of comp compliance. In terms of compliance. But they are continuing to bomb and kill people. I was going to say, but it's not like Israel K-1. Two, they're, they're starting to now plan a ground offensive in Rafah. Yes, they, they where, went where, to Rafa. Where, where Palestinians were told, get out of Gaza, go to Rafa. Go to Rafa. I mean, I mean Rafa um, had about, what, 200,000 people living people, there? Yes. Now there's about over a million over people a million, yeah. seeking refuge in there. And we're being told, they'll be told to move. Move where, where? now? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's the Egyptian border next. And Egypt is not going to let them in. So, Look, so what must happen to those people? Uh, Israel is, is totally throwing the Palestinians out of Palestine amid and despite the decision of the court. You remember what I said uh, when the decision mm. came? I said, I'm not excited because Israel is going to ignore yes. the directive. Israel is going to kill They've more Palestinians. They've ignored us for 60 years. Why, yeah. why would, would you and, think and, they'd care now? And Israel is actually showing mm. the ICJ a middle finger. Mm. And that's why Derrico and, and Lamola are going back to the ICJ to say, these people, you are, we can't even wait. What, what I want to congratulate South Africa for, mm. it's not waiting for the 30 days. Sure. It's acting now to say, mm. while we are waiting for the... Mm. Uh, 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 given 30 days, these guys are continuing with atrocities and genocide. And I mean, we keep being told, hey, hey, two-state solution, two-state solution. Netanyahu says it's not an option. He says uh, it's not an option. So what must yeah, happen now? Uh, exactly. Look, uh, Fresh, I've said we will sit here a year from today. Mm. 
Israel will still be killing Palestinians. Mm. Israel will continue to do what they've been doing since 1947. Mm. And nobody's going to stop them. Why? Because America is arming them to the teeth and America mm. is protecting them. They are the untouchable baby of the USA. And the new aid package was literally announced a couple of days ago. Yes. Where billions will, in aid will be given to Israel, <laughs> to... Um, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. So, so it's not like this thing is going to be relenting anytime soon. It's not, and and for me, and I know, I know, people will say I come with hardcore politics. The only answer to the situation in Palestine, mm. you see, you can't bring a pen and a textbook mm. when somebody's bringing bullets and missiles. Exactly. The only response and answer, in my view, and unfortunately, mm. is to respond to what Israel is doing with arms. But that may lead to a third world war. If countries that are on the side of South Africa, like Russia, like China, and other, you know, for example, Ethiopia has one of the best armies in the world, mm. Algeria and so forth, uh, 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 Turkey, they should sit down and say, we are going to defend the lives of the Palestinians. We will respond with bulletproofs, but if these shells penetrate bulletproofs, we will respond with bullets. For me, that's the only solution I see, and I think that's what America wants. Mm. America wants missiles to fly in the world so that they can blame Russia, they can blame Korea, they can blame South Africa, they can blame China. That's what they want so to see. So you're saying they're agitating for a bigger war? They're, they're agitating for a bigger war where mm. other parties involved so that they can demonstrate their muscle as well. Mm. Remember, America has been losing all this battle. They lost Afghanistan. They're losing in Ukraine. They, 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 they're faced with serious challenges in Iran. Mm. And, 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 and they're faced with challenges in the DRC. Mm. And so they are looking for an opportunity to can exert their muscles and show the world what they are capable of doing. And unfortunately, this is all at the expense of the Palestinian people. Sure. But day to day, I mean, it's said that Israel has gone even into what was a refugee camp. Mm. You know, you become a refugee in your own country. Mm. And then when you are in a refugee camp, you still get killed and attacked in a refugee camp. This is genocide. And I think South Africa should quickly go and apply to the now ICC and invoke the genocide uh, convention. I think we should do that as a nation. Mm. We should just ignore the USA. We may suffer economically and through trade embargo that America will impose on us. Mm. We may suffer, but in every battle, in every struggle, there's a sacrifice. Sure. So we are sacrificing as a nation mm. for the liberation and, and, and for the freedom of the Palestinian people. And I think it's a just cause. Sure. I, I think South Africa is doing well, and we should intensify. Israel has intensified. We should intensify as a nation. Unfortunately, we're intensifying with just talk, and that's all we have uh, that we can arm ourselves with. And, and I'm not saying we should shut up, but I'm just saying we are speaking against a country and an army that don't give a damn. Well, unfortunately, my brother, we won't even match them with bullets and guns. We mm. won't get anywhere close to them. But I'm mm. saying South Africa can use diplomatic relations sure. with their other partners. Just maintain the pressure. Yes, maintain, maintain the, pressure. the pressure. Make sure. the noise, maintain the pressure. Mm. It took us how many years from the, the, the 1912 when ANC mm. was formed into the 60s and, mm. and 40 years after, we were knocking sanctions, economic embargo, you mm. know, protests. Imagine if everyone just by kept court. quiet. Yeah, if we would have sat back mm. and kept quiet, we would have not been sitting here, me and Absolutely. you, liberally talking politics. But the sure. fact that we kept on knocking mm. with small guerrilla armies, Mm. You know, ill-equipped, no sponsors, you know, uh, from, from the Western world. But look at us today as a sure. nation. We, we are very patient. We don't like war. We are a peaceful nation. But people must not undermine or underestimate mm. the resilience of the African people in South Africa. And Sobukwe sure. said it in the 60s. Mm. Sobukwe himself said, people must never underestimate 
the intelligence of an African man, whether they are educated or not. Mm. America and the West, they must not underestimate what South Africa can do to influence the world. Absolutely. Bosan, I think we're done. Yeah, fresh. Thanks, uh, my brother. Where do we find you online? Uh, How do we engage uh, with you? How do we Bozang support your book? M at X. Yes, sir. It is X, eh? Twitter, yes. It's X, yes. And, and Botsang M as well, or at Botsang M on IG and Botsang M at gmail.com. And uh, to order the book and, and for any political bookings and conversation, uh, plus 2782-485-9100. And uh, the book sales can also be reached from there. Unfortunately, we couldn't deliver the book to the guy in Australia. It was too expensive. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was not worth it. And he's South African. So I said to him, let me talk to your family in South Africa. Sure. But yeah, Fresh, that's where we are, my brother. And thanks for a wonderful episode. Great stuff, man. Um, thank you for tuning in to hashtag Politics with Butsan coming to you from Discover TV. We're part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography and all of our audio imaging by Otis the Flo Fraser and our guest, Butsang Mudimuami Muilwa, creative producer Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer, Keleso Mudisa King. Feel free to email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have an incredibly political week in spite of yourselves.